0: Welcome to Inside the Hive. I'm your host, Nick Bilton, and I could not be more excited for the greatest person I know to walk us through <laughs> the most bizarre week in American politics. I mean, it's like
1: yeah, history. history? What, yeah. I mean,
0: uh, <laughs> best Levin, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here to unpack this with you.
0: So you um you were supposed to join me a little earlier, but you ended up sitting through a four hundred and seventy-two hour <laughs> press conference with I did. with mr. acquitted. Um I, mean, I don't even know where to start. I mean it's like this week you had the Iowa fuck ups, you right. had the uh the the impeachment fuck ups, you had yeah. the it just—it's endless.
1: We just like don't deserve to live. I think like the experiment. Well, we're we not going to live
0: because the coronavirus <laughs> it's, it's is coming gonna at kill a great
1: time. Co- coronavirus, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Let's start with. Let's just start with the impeachment because okay. I really can't go to the Iowa thing yet because right. I, I might need a couple more drinks of right. whiskey or something. Yeah. So, I—I I, I was thinking this morning. I was sitting there and I was like, okay, let me just take off my liberal east coast west coast (laughs) hat for a minute hacky hat right Um, and dry my liberal tears and put myself in the shoes of someone who is more conservative and if they're watching what's Mm -hmm. happened in the past few months from their perspective it actually looks like the democrats have tried to do everything they can to to you know Catch Trump and 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 oust him from office and this that and the other and each time has subsequently failed from right. Comey to uh, to this is this all going to backfire?
1: Is impeachment going to backfire? You know, I I don't know. I mean, it's definitely going to backfire in the sense that this is literally all Trump is going to talk about from now until I mean. Yes, from now until the election. He's, you know, he's going to talk about it for the rest of his life, obviously, because he still talks about the 2016 election. Um, I don't know. I mean, are people who weren't going to vote for him already now going to say, I'm going to vote for him? I don't know if that's the case. I do think it's going to make his supporters and base even more rabid and terrifying than they were previously. Um, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm not of the opinion that it's like we shouldn't have done this and we – it was – we shouldn't have done this because we knew this was going to be the result. You know, he <laughs> is a criminal and I think it was important to say that that he's a criminal and criminals get impeached. They're then acquitted by the Senate. But, um, you know, he did this. Uh, but I, I, I would be surprised if, you know, there were alleged people on – the fence saying well i wasn't sure about him but (laughs) now i'm definitely gonna vote for him
0: yeah no completely i think you know look i think we have to we have to take a beat here and 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 give and give one person credit you know um you know mitt romney like came through maybe it was a payback for like (laughs) the way trump treated him in the early days um
1: that's what that's what his supporters say
0: uh yeah, I mean, I think. Um, but the whole thing, I think, is is just so mind boggling that we are now at the beginning of 2020, and and this is where we are. All right. So so I have a I have a question. So. Yes. Uh, you have covered the markets for so long. Yeah. Um. You know the way the ins and outs of these things work. And I've been expecting that both the impeachment and the coronavirus would have a much bigger effect on the yeah. markets and yeah. the economy. Right. Is that we have we just not seen that happen yet, or is it still kind of in the cards? Or you know what? Where are we in terms of how all of this stuff is affecting the economy?
1: So in terms of impeachment, are you saying that? You are, you know, the the market. The market was up today. Um, it wasn't up by a crazy amount. Like, were, were you expecting it to just think things were going to crash? Things were going to. You're you're surprised about the resiliency of it?
0: I'm just surprised about the resiliency in general. I I truly did actually think that the coronavirus was going to really affect the markets globally. Yeah, and um, I and mean, that has not happened. I feel
1: like in terms of impeachment, um. You know, Wall Street and the markets are so weird. They're just like these temperamental (laughs) babies where (laughs) what they really don't like is uncertainty. Um, That's their biggest thing. And so I feel like the fact that pretty much it's been in the bag that Trump was not going to be removed from office. Like, it wasn't – you know, he was impeached, obviously, but he he was acquitted and everyone knew he was going to be acquitted. I think that's why it didn't have that much of an impact on, on Wall Street, because, you know, if they didn't know it was going to happen, that's what makes them freak out when they don't know. Um, but I think it was kind of, you know, they knew it was going to happen. In terms of Corona, I mean, obviously last week um, things were down a bit originally, and I am surprised, like you, that they've come back so quickly. Our colleague, uh, Bill Cohan, had a piece um, on coronavirus the other day, and he talked to some bigwigs, uh, as as he is himself, and one of them said, this is bigger uh, than SARS by far. And they were saying, you know, for it to have a Really, really big impact. It would have to have to be a months long thing, but also just that they think it's too early to know like what the true ramifications are of it. Like, I think things could you know things have gotten better right now, but they could get worse again with like canceling flights and manufacturing i uh, iPhones and things like that. Um, right now seems to be it's it's a little surprising that that things are have bounced back so quickly, but I think like down the road they could um be affected by the virus more. But um yeah, it is surprising, I think, that they bounce back so quickly. But who knows what's gonna happen. It's scary.
0: It is very scary. I, I um you know what I do think is kind of ironically funny though is that everyone in america is like quick we've got to get those face masks and like yeah <laughs> this all started in the country where everyone wears face masks like right,
1: of course. that's
0: not gonna do anything well, but dumb dumbasses. Um, yeah we are we are pretty <laughs> much a elect- <laughs>
1: idiots
0: uh, if I, uh, you know, speaking of dumbasses, I really want to talk about Donald Trump Jr., but we'll get there in a minute. Okay, okay, um, good, good. So you, um, you covered this uh, press conference today where yeah. Trump was, you know, uh, gave his post acquittal uh, victory lap. chaos. Tell us a little bit about that. Was that just kind of like him having his victory lap while he yeah. was, you know, high on some sort of medication or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, what?
1: I mean, it was it was par for the course. It was completely unhinged. It was uh, just whatever thoughts came into his head came out of his mouth. I mean, he he was talking about everything. He was like – he talked about impeachment, you know, like the relevant aspects of it very briefly. Um, but then he was talking about Steve Scalise when he was shot at the baseball game. That was like a long aside. I mean, I guess that was something about like – uh, partisan rancor or something, but it was like a very long extended thing about baseball. And then he was talking about like some Yankees player from the 60s that he used to watch when he was in Queens. He was talking about like Elise Stefanik, like she was a Miss Universe contestant. Um, what else was he talking about? I can't even, like, my brain, I can't even, it happened like an hour ago, but it's like my brain has shut down in like a protective <laughs> mode to. <laughs> Um, what else? Did, what else did he talk about? Oh, you know, he obviously talked about Nancy Pelosi and how she's a horrible person. The FBI people that he calls the lovers. The he's talking about Jim Jordan, and he was like, Jim Jordan was a college wrestling coach for the NCAA. That means all of college. It's like, what are you talking about? Uh, it was just, you know, it was it was his usual bizarre, like, oh, at one point he, he invited people to stand up and say nice things about him as any good oh God. authoritarian ruler would. Um, my, you know, one of my, I, I like this recurring theme where he, he said, you know, my kids could make a lot of money off the presidency, but unlike Hunter Biden, they haven't. It's like, they have. They're they're profiting off. Oh of the yes, presidency. they have.
0: Jared Kushner included. Oh,
1: uh, do you yeah. do
0: you think you? So you've been covering Trump for for a long time. We've all been yeah. watching him. I actually don't pay attention as much anymore. I just yeah. it just makes me sad. And, yeah. And uh, um, uh, but do you think he is more unhinged than he has been in the past, or is he just just the same old Donald J. J Trump?
1: Yeah, I think he's a little bit extra, a little bit extra crazy these days. I mean (laughs) now he's unshackled so I'm sure you know the next the next rally or whatever it is is going to be he's going to crank the crazy to like a 75 whereas maybe he was at like a 63 before I mean yes of course he's always been insane he's a deranged human being um but I yeah I, I do think that he's been a little extra these days and he's he's only going to get worse you know Kind of aside from impeachment, you know, it's been making him extra, extra uh, insane lately. Is all the Bloomberg stuff? I think that's really tweaking him. The ads about his yeah. Weight so and stuff I wanted like to that.
0: I wanted to talk about that. So yeah. Uh, so you wrote this week about um, uh, about Bloomberg and yeah. how the Iowa caucus debacle has kind of been great for his for his candidacy. Right. Let's let's talk a little bit about that, and then also about how. It kind of seems like he is rattling Trump a little bit. Oh, um, yeah. uh, so, Iowa, total disaster.
1: I mean, epic. The,
0: epic disaster. The Democrats can barely tie their shoelaces. Yeah. Um, it's kind of unbelievable. How because does this How does this help? I know, right? How does this help <laughs> Bloomberg, though?
1: Um, well, according to his campaign, it helps him because, one, just like disaster in the Democratic the democratic party i think they think is good for them and i think they believe and have said that the fact that like you at at the end of the day i you know it was it was bernie and um buttigieg buttigieg uh one and two, but it wasn't, you know, Warren and Biden. I mean, Biden had a terrible showing, obviously, but it's not like it was like, okay, Sanders is going to be present. There's still, as they said, like not not one person has sort of pulled ahead of the pack. And I think that like kind of chaos um, and uncertainty and obviously just uh, ridiculous re- ridiculous debacle uh they believe helps (laughs) their chances i think his uh i think howard wolfson said this is the best case scenario which i mean not really for the democratic party but i guess for mike bloomberg
0: so do you think that bloomberg can like so new hampshire you're probably going to get you know just going on a limb here it's either going to be warren uh or um or Biden, or sorry yeah. sanders is yeah. biden's done um i do want to take credit for biden because i called it when he announced his oh, yeah? candidacy i said he would be the jeb bush of this <laughs> uh 2020 can- and and that's I'm, harsh I'm, I'm, am i right am i right <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: um
0: please clap uh <laughs> and does bloomberg capitalize on if there's more chaos in the next one that's when he kind of comes in for the for the kill and tries to take advantage of, of what's I going mean, I- on
1: I guess. I think he's already trying to take advantage. You know, there was that report that he's now doubling his ad spending, which is completely insane because he's already spent $300 million. Um, Crazy. I appreciated the line. I think it was in uh, the Washington Post. It was like he's he's authorized his team to double spending now that his advisors, like, <laughs> think his chances are, you know, actually viable, whether they are or not. So it's like the first $300 million was just – for chits and giggles, but now now that they think he <laughs> could actually win this nomination, they're turning this spigot on. Um, you know, but, like, what do you think? I could, like, does – there's what, – what are the odds that he wins the nomination? Like, basically zero, right? I just – the odds I think this are actually basic, happening?
0: I think they're basically zero, and I know that a lot of people hate – I get, like, hate emails when I say this. Yeah. Because everyone seems to think that it should be Warren or – You know, or some of the people think it should Uh be Buttigieg. You know, but I actually do believe that Bloomberg is one of the is a guarantee that he could beat Trump. I think you could put him on stage. I think he would be smart enough and witty enough to be able to like. I I do think that I think that he could pull through the pack. And he could he could stand up there. I mean, the the great line he said was it last week when he said um, somebody said, "What two billionaires running yeah. up against each other?" And he and he said, "What did he say?" Like, "I uh, who's he the said, other billionaire?"
1: Yeah, who's the other billionaire? Oh, I think one hundred percent. And I've said this to people too. If we're just talking about like, uh, who versus Trump in you know the debates, I think Bloomberg would destroy him. Out of yep. all of them, I just think, you know, he has sort of like – they he knows like the New Yorker mentality. He is not afraid to savage him. Um, I think he would be amazing in the debates with Trump. I just think he would, you know, he would make Trump cry or something by the end of it. But I just I, – I see yeah, no chance nomination. I of totally agree with you. Nomination.
0: But so now here's the question. If, if it's not Bloomberg mm-hmm. and it's – you know, my big – here's my big worry. The okay. biggest worry of all is that that it is Sanders that ends up winning and, like, some has a heart attack, like, two days before the election. I mean, that and, would be
1: unfortunate.
0: <laughs> well, not – but, like, and he would be fine. He would live. Yeah. But, like, it's it those people in the middle that would be like, ooh, I don't – you know, like – I will say this, there's some things about Trump. I, look, we all despise the man. I th- yeah. think he's just a a vile person. Yeah. But, like – he's got some pretty good genes. Like he's like, eats like shit and he's probably healthier than most people that I know. Like it's wild. It's wild. It's like, there's something there. He'll probably live till like 99 and, you know, still eating burgers and steaks and French fries and ketchup. And like, and, um, and I think that, (laughs) you know, that's my huge worry. I think that, um, he'll never
1: uh, die. (laughs) 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 He's just going to live forever.
0: (laughs) That my kids, that like <laughs> my my two year old in, in 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 sixty years has a yeah. podcast and he's still talking about <laughs> Trump, Uh, right. uh Yeah, um, but so that so that's my worry with him. I you know I think I think Warren is smart and and she is um, she's you know hungry and she wants yeah. it, but yeah. I don't know if those centrist voters are going to vote for her. And um, and then Buttigieg, like I loved him in the beginning. Uh, but you know, the McKinsey stuff really gives me the heebie jeebies. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think he's a politician through and through, which is fine. You know, he's a young politician through and through, but he is a politician through and through. Um, and, um, and I just don't know, I, you know, I, a lot of people I know that really liked him in the beginning are a little skeptical about him now. And I, I, I wouldn't want that to happen to the whole country. That being said, I'm curious what you think. Do you still think that Trump is going to win?
1: I don't know. I'm very scared. <laughs> I kind of think uh, Iowa happened. And I was just like, "That's it. It's over." Just because we just the, uh, the, the we just look so stupid as the party as Democrats. Um, I don't no, know. It's, it's I'm under, very it's
0: unbelievable.
1: I'm, I'm very worried. I don't think it's. I mean, I haven't looked at the sort of like polling recently and like the swing states and all that stuff, but. I'm I'm very scared. I think there's a very good chance that he could win again. Don't you?
0: I do. I absolutely do. I think that you know when you look at the the way two things. One is people I've talked to in the tech world who um, worked at Facebook and Twitter and places like that say that they have an incredibly advanced um, technological outfit. They you know we can make fun of Brad Parscale. Told the cows come home and yeah, but. You know, he actually knows what he's doing when it, he knows how to build a website. So he mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's like, whereas I think the Democrats are like, what's a website? And yeah. <laughs> um, and Basically. so I think that there's that aspect of it. And I think that the other part of it that is, um, uh, that's really worrying is when I, like, I, for whatever stupid reason, do look at the polls. And mm-hmm. um, when you look at 538 and those yeah. things, like, the numbers are the same. They are um, – you know, his approval rating is in the mid-40s, mid-to-low-40s, right. and that hasn't changed. And that was the way it was when he became president. So I mean, I mean one, he had
1: that last poll the other day that was, like, the, terrifying. F- was the 49% f- one?
0: 49%, yeah. Oh, my God. I think some of those are anomalies, too. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, at the, at the end of the day, you know, the economy—and this is—so now here's my next question for you. So— the feeling is, from people that I've spoken to who yep. are political consultants and so on and so forth, is that, that if the economy stays the way it has been, right. even though you know, from a, uh, it is not as accurate as it perce- is perceived. So right. most of the you know, the perception of the economy doing well is from corporate buybacks. So that mm-hmm. means that you know, all the rich people are just getting richer. Mm-hmm. Right? But if that continues on its current path – That he will guarantee win. But the question I have is, do you think that it is going to continue? I mean, at some point, this has to, we've been talking for years about something has to change, you know,
1: Um,
0: what are your thoughts and what are the people that you're talking to in Wall Street and, and everything saying?
1: I mean, you know, there was a there was a report out two days ago. I think it was from State Street and MIT, um, and they were talking about a recession next year. I don't remember what they said the odds are, but they seemed pretty high. And that seems to be, you know, people were talking a lot about a recession. 6 months ago, like 9 months ago and it kind of feels like that's died down. I mean, obviously it has to happen at some point. Like it just like the laws of physics, like I can't keep um, on on this track, but I what, is it going to happen sort of, you know, before the election? I it doesn't seem like people are saying that right now anymore, and I do agree that yeah, unfortunately if if the if people still perceive the economy to be to be doing well, um then I think that obviously only helps his chances. You know, he obviously talked about the the economy and took complete credit for it at the state of the union the other night, you know, not giving Obama any credit or this that and the other thing, not talking about his disastrous trade war. But I do I do think that That'll obviously be a huge factor for him in terms of in terms of winning again.
0: You're listening to Inside the Hive with Nick Bilton. So one thing that has happened over the last four years, I cannot believe we're still talking about this guy. It <laughs> kills me. It just kills me. It, I know. I don't. I unfollowed him on Twitter. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's felt. It felt good because because like, when he does like the the big important tweets which yeah are very rare but like You'll see that. they always make it into my i may make it into the news feed and so on so i see it and it's yeah. actually been quite nice it's been yeah. quite nice not to follow him a little um,
1: self-care for you
0: yeah a little self-care it's like it's almost <laughs> like going to the spa mm-hmm. by unfollow i don't i don't go to spas but you know if i did yeah um, but one thing that is is interesting is i used to have it was like shock and awe when he spoke when he tweeted like right. his rallies you know And it feels like a lot of people don't pay attention anymore. Uh Uh-huh. And I wonder if you have any insight or theory about this. Do you think that he will – I mean, I don't even know if it's humanly possible, but do you think (laughs) that he will kind of up – go you know up the game more and and try to be even more outrageous to get attention in the next few months before the election um or do you think that it's just he's just he's he's literally said all the really terrible things one can say um like is he gonna get up there and <laughs> and, and like just be like gloves off racist yeah like I mean like what's gonna happen
1: you know I think it's it's like how is it possible for him to get any worse than he already is? you know we we say this all the time. It's like you think <laughs> you think the he's already set the bar so low, but he keeps he keeps lowering it um, I don't know like he he already did like he he did the Mexican rapist thing already um he's he's pull he's already used a lot of his uh the tricks that he has in his back. I'm sure he's going to say continue to say terrible horrible things and uh, it's just like a certainty that he's going to whether he can he can top his horribleness and continue to um like outrage people. You know, I I, I doubt that there's going to be another sort of uh Access Hollywood tape. I mean, when did the Access Hollywood thing come out? Was that like October, 2016, um, or something like that? Yeah, I it, mean- was,
0: it was. I mean, it was those two weeks leading up to um, uh, leading up to the election, and it was the October Hol- the Access Hollywood tape. I, re- I mean, God, I remember that. I remember watching Trump yeah. come on stage and thinking to myself like. Oh, he's done. Everyone thought, of he
1: course, was done. yeah. So I don't know. Like, will there be another moment like that um, before the election? Like, it seems unimaginable, but maybe. At, just in terms of him, like, will he continue to be his terrible self? I'm sure he will. But it is, it is sort of. It hurts your brain to think about like how could he? <laughs> it's exhausting. How could how could he get how could he get any worse? It's I, I don't know. He's gonna be terrible for sure. But whether he has the stamina <laughs> to up the ante,
0: I don't know. And is is Wall Street behind him still? Like, what, where, where does that stand? Like, how do they feel about him, or does it depend if it's a Bloomberg or or something else?
1: Yeah, I think it's. De- I think it depends on on who it is. Um, I think they definitely don't like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I think they made that quite clear. Um, but. I don't know, Wall Street's weird, you know, like, <laughs> I can, I think it all depends on the Democratic nominee. Um, so I think, I think a Sanders would be like a very, a very tough call for them. Uh, people, you know, obviously, oh, the, the market's going to collapse if, if Bernie Sanders is president, et cetera. Um, but, but, uh, I, yeah, I think, I think it all depends. I'm sure they'd love a Biden. I'm sure they'd love a Pete. I'm sure they. Oh my god, they'd die for a Bloomberg. But whether that's oh yeah, of course (laughs) they would. uh, Yeah, yeah. Um.
0: So Don Junior, you've written a little bit about him lately. He's still a complete and utter (laughs) fool, like like an utter. I mean, just unbelievable. He's the worst person Um, on earth. (laughs) What's going on with him? Is he? Is he just gonna? Like, are we gonna have to live with him forever? I'm really, I'm really
1: scared that he's going to run for office someday. I'm very scared. That's what the theory is. Yeah, I'm very scared about that. Yeah, he's, you know, he's leading the charge right now against Mitt. Trump hasn't really – I mean, Trump's, Trump talked about him in his press conference, but the Don Jr. was all over all over that last night. And I, I wrote something about the, this morning, which is that it's so incredible to me. So he was acquitted. He got off. He got away with everything. And, you know, but they can't let this Mitt thing go. Like, it's really – like, is it that it's, like, well, struck to- a chord or is it just the idea that, like, if you are well, I think a Republican, it's the mob, right? Yeah, it's the mob. That's what it is.
0: It's the mob. Like one person, <laughs> you know, one person's a rat. You kill the fucking rat, and like, and then no one else rats, right? Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's crazy. They yeah, they need to spend their message. That we're talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, oh, he was very active on Twitter last night, Don Jr. He, he wants him thrown out of the Republican Party. Um, and then, of course, state TV, Fox News was also, I think he went on last night as well, talking about it. And did you, uh, did you see Laura Ingram? She, no, I didn't see it. What did she? She had a long tirade about it, and then she threatened. She said he was, she should resign, but barring that, she threatened to move to Utah and run against him in twenty twenty four. Which is, oh I God. hope that happens. I hope th- she should.
0: Didn't she like <laughs> put a hose in some like an ex boyfriend's like? Yes, um, she did something crazy bo- like that. Yeah. Box be- and and turn the water on or something something and something insane, like, like that. that yeah yeah um yeah she's yeah, she's a real she's a real real winner right there um, thinking
1: about this now actually though i'm wondering what do you what do you think the, like could don junior would he ever have a show on fox news would that ever happen or you see more of the I political think, aspirations
0: i think he's i think he, this is a family that's look here's what I, my theory is i think that that a lot of people I, there are Few healthy people on earth who want to be president, right? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. you you just you have to have some sort of like something and wrong I with I, you. I I I include Obama and yeah. the Clintons and like everyone in this. There totally. has to be something wrong with you. You have to have an ego in some way. Like you weren't hugged enough as a kid. Like whatever <laughs> the fuck, something happened to you, yeah. right? Uh in your childhood mm-hmm. that set you up for this. Like right. um, I mean, look, Jeff Bezos. Was adopted. And he – and a good good friend of mine uh, wrote a book on him, Brad Stone. Brad Mm -hmm. Stone found his father literally like in the book. He went out and he found him in – I think it was Arizona or something like that. The guy was like – he owned a bicycle repair shop. Mm
1: -hmm. The
0: the guy had no idea that Jeff Bezos was his father. When Brad told Jeff, like Jeff had no desire to go and talk to him, right? Yeah. Uh, And like – and I think that, you know, there's this – there is this there's something that happens to these people um, and and it's just they're wired in a certain way that they they want the attention they want power they want yeah. to be loved and, and and they go and seek office to do that and i think yeah. there are very 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 few people running if for office or governments on a high level, there's probably some mayors and things like that that maybe it doesn't apply to. But I think for most people, like they're a little fucked up, honestly. Yeah. And I think Don <laughs> Jr. Like the stories I've heard about Don oh, Jr. Yeah. from people that know him, like not someone who was hugged as a kid. No. Uh, um. Uh, you know, I'm one person. Did you ever hear the story about how um he went to you Don Jr. went to. A, uh, what's that the
1: baseball game. He went to, they were going to go to a baseball game and he went to pick him up at his dorm room.
0: Yeah. Tell, and, tell the story for listeners. So yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. It's, you know, I, I, I don't remember all of the details, but, uh, Trump and little Trump were going to go to a Yankees game. And I think, was it that Don jr. Uh, opened the door and he was wearing a Yankees Jersey as many people Wear when they go to games, and did Trump like punch him in the face and said like P- put Trump, a Trump put a suit said, on put, or slap yeah on, slapped yeah. him, put a suit on and it was like father of the year, but uh
0: yeah father of the year exactly. And now he's president, <laughs> which is just I mean that's that's exactly it. So <laughs> I so long winded answer of saying I do think that Don Jr. He loves the attention. It probably inflates his ego for those brief, fleeting moments, and then yeah. he needs more of it. And um, and I think that he is um, he will absolutely um, uh, try to run for office. I think he thinks he can be president. I think he. he see, I, know, I think that. Terrifying. I think that the Trumps see themselves as the Kennedys with orange yeah. faces.
1: I think Ivanka definitely thinks she could also be president. She's also, but she she's can't. equally terrifying. It's impossible. I know.
0: <laughs> I think Don Jr could probably pull it off because he just has less fucks to give as far as right. like, pissing people off. She yeah. just wants to be liked by everyone which I don't think is the That is, is a true. For, that is true. Rising. I
1: loved the um I think it was Michael Wolff's book. Uh, there was this anecdote or they were talking about Jared and Ivanka and how they, you know, left their jobs in New York and their and their lives and friends to um, go work for Trump um, and saw this as sort of a path for their political rise. And I think it was like – I don't remember what the line was. It was something like, the two of them decided that if the opportunity arose for one of them to run for president, Ivanka would do it first, as though like – Yeah, it's like a thing
0: that they get to just do. There's
1: a scenario in which these two, and then, like, they decide amongst themselves, okay, Ivanka will do it. Then, like, as as though this is ever a possibility in the universe. Um, But, yeah, that's these people. They're crazy. I think Eric wouldn't run for president because I think he has, like, different issues. Um, (laughs) But...
0: (laughs) What are his issues?
1: I mean, he you know, he obviously is a, an equally terrible human being. Um, he's kind of a little more subtle about it, maybe. And I think he... None of the Trumps have shame at all, but I think he might have, like, a little more shame than Donald Trump Jr.
0: You're listening to Inside the Hive with Nick Bilton. So I have a question. So why... First of all, what do you think the long game is for Romney to do what he did? And um and the second part of that question is does it backfire? You know, it, will he lose Utah like, you know, like I mean, they can't kick him out. It's impossible. Right. But like um but but do is this is this a setup for like him to be able to kind of take Trump on you know in the in 2020 or what do you think it is no
1: I mean I don't I don't think he's gonna run for president again I definitely think that probably you know obviously he's not gonna resign and they can't like force him out of office but you know these are people who (laughs) hold on like they're still talking about locking Hillary Clinton up so I think when he runs again. If he does, they're not gonna forget this. Um, you know, Rona McDaniel, like the chairwoman of the RNC, who has the distinction of being uh Romney's niece, I don't think she's gonna forget about it if she's still. So I think that probably he's just, you know, signed his political death sentence and um, decided to do it anyway, which is, you know, that that's the other thing that everyone's just been talking about for the past 24 hours, which is that when Mitt Romney <laughs> is the person who is, like, the moral core or, like, the outlier of the Republican Party that's terrifying, I mean, you know, this, I think this makes up for the whole Seamus thing. Do you remember that? With the dog yeah, yeah, and the, of course. on the roof? Yeah, of <laughs> course. I think Seamus no, is I mean, like looking down and smiling. But uh I mean, I yeah, I think like he's probably I don't think he's gonna get like anything done in terms of legislation. I just I think that Trump supporters and Republicans are just so vengeful and petty that um how how could he ever recover from this? I mean, which is amazing to think that he did it anyway. And, you know, obviously there's like cynical takes, but I, I think he's he's gotta be he's he's like done, right? I, I, I don't see what the I don't I don't see this sort of being like a, a long game on his part. I, I would be shocked if he ran for president again. Um but yeah I think
0: Do you think that um I um I've been kind of reading a lot about uh, world war Two um and hitler and, and yeah just, uh, and you know just for fun uh yeah, of course. and w- one thing that that you know you you get two two things when you kind of go back and you look at the past and especially those moments right you it's shocking to see that the world just kind of stood by and they were kind of yeah. oblivious in many yeah. respects to what was happening but right. at the same time it, it there were repercussions eventually and it sometimes it took many 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 years but there were repercussions for the things like how <laughs> are you well, saying like, like how pe-
1: like pe- after world war 1 like germany was like devastated <laughs> and, like in that way well or, no i mean there, w- there were war repercussions
0: too? for people who who looked the other way during world war 2 oh, yeah. there were reper- yeah. you know there were repercussions for the nazis for the party for um uh you know for People involved, and it was, and and I, we, I'm not saying we've experienced anything quite like that here in any respect yeah. whatsoever. But, but there are some bad things that have happened with immigration and just mm-hmm. the way that that, oh, yeah, that, that the Republican Party satisfying. has treated human beings and and so on, in the press and just and, and it's all of it. It's like not, it's really, really like bad stuff. And right. and I'm curious if you think that for all those all those Republicans that didn't stand up to Trump Mm -hmm. and have never Mm -hmm. and have – their backbones have turned to jelly. Do you think there is ever going to be a repercussion for them or is it just that that they are in states where people care more about overturning Roe versus Wade or or something akin to that and that they're just going to be just fine?
1: I mean – I would love to think that you know they're gonna they're gonna get theirs, and there's gonna be a a reckoning for them and you know people say like the history books will remember this, and like yeah, maybe in like a hundred years like they'll look at the history books and re- be painting Mitch McConnell as the terrible human being that he is, but yeah, I kind of think that you're right that in terms of you know them staying in power and 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 things like that um yeah, I think it's just, it's really hard because the country is so polarized and yeah, there's so many people who all they care about is turning over Roe versus Wade or tax cuts or whatever, that they are going to continue to support these people, whether or not they're, you know, terrible human beings who let Trump just get away with everything. Unfortunately, I'd like to be
0: wrong, though. I, my, it's never my happens. Hope, I mean Okay, here's a question <laughs> for you. Last couple of questions and then we'll let you escape this madness. Um, If you could get – or you have a choice. It's either Trump wins and Mitch McConnell is out. Oh, this is too hard. Or Mitch McConnell wins and Trump is out.
1: (laughs) This is – I don't know. Oh, God. This is like a a bizarre Sophie's choice. Yeah. Um, That is so hard. I mean, I honestly – I don't know. God, I, I, I,
0: I actually hate to say this, but I think I would go with Trump winning and Mitch McConnell. I now. was
1: going to say that. Because, I mean, this whole thing is that, you know, Trump is a horrible, disgusting human being who's who's done terrible things. But if there was a Congress was a, that, that did that— a more that, disgusting that did, human being? Yeah. That, well, just, you know, he's been able to do it because— um, Republicans in the Senate and the House have let him get away with it. They, if there were different people there and (laughs) Mitch McConnell wasn't Mitch McConnell, then they could just, you know, block everything that he's done. So, I mean, that is a horrible question. I'm actually really mad at you for (laughs) putting me in this (laughs) position. Um, But I kind of, I mean, of course, like, it would have to be like McConnell loses and it's, someone not like mcconnell uh taking his seat but assuming that it's not and it's somebody who actually has a backbone and isn't just gonna you know let trump do whatever he wants yeah i kind of feel like getting rid of mitch mcconnell would be the step in the right direction that we need to take
0: i think he's the worst human being in the u.s government oh period yeah god this is gonna
1: gonna sit with me for days
0: I'm so sorry. When you're sitting on the subway and you start like <laughs> vomiting and crying, and people are like, yeah, what's and then you become a meme on Twitter, and yeah. you just blame me. <laughs> oh, um, all right, so I want your prediction. Your last last question before we let you escape your prediction for how the next couple of weeks plays out um, in Iowa, New Hampshire, oh God, Iowa, you know, <laughs> uh, Super Tuesday, all that fun stuff. Like, do what is it? Who is it? Who is it? And who oh, is the nominee? Oh no, BT you can't nominee? ask me
1: that. I have no idea. I can
0: totally ask you. No, I you can, have no I, idea. I just asked you. You have to answer. Um, You're on a podcast. Oof,
1: God, I don't know. I okay. I do not know. I would say that it. I mean, Bernie's obviously he's had a very strong showing lately, so I think he has... I think he has a good chance. But I have no idea. I'm saying on the record that I I have truly no idea who the Democratic nominee is going to be. Um, but, you know, Bernie has been strong. Obviously, you know, can can we even, like, are we pretending that Iowa, like, even means anything? If we are, then obviously Pete had a nice little showing. But um, Iowa is also <laughs> very white.
0: <laughs> a and... nice little showing.
1: <laughs> uh I'm so I mean like you gotta give him. the guy you gotta
0: give him some credit, right? <laughs> I mean, he came out of absolutely nowhere. That I mean, is new knew true. someone was gonna come out of nowhere and rise that to is the top true. like he did. He, he we did not think it was gonna be a yeah. gay mayor <laughs> from the Midwest. Like it that was the last thing we thought would happen in the same respect as in 2016. we didn't think that the the guy who was gonna be on the Republican ticket was right. gonna be a reality T V star with orange hair. Like right. you yes. know, it's um uh, so <laughs> crazy
1: times, but if, yeah, we
0: do have to give him some props. But um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'll give him a little. Yeah, I think, that. I think New Hampshire is going to be um interesting because it'll kind of push the push the current in one direction or another. And yeah. then I think that I think that I think that what what's going to be fascinating will be um, uh, you know, Tuesday because um, it's it's when I think we'll really start to. Separate people from the pack. Um,
1: okay, you right now, this moment, who is the Democratic nominee?
0: God, it's a tough question. Nominee. Right now, at this moment, yes, I believe, and I'm going to go out on a limb okay. and say this I believe that it's going to be Buttigieg or Bloomberg. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's going to be Bloomberg, but I do think that the team he has behind you're him putting is probably your, you're the smartest your political <laughs> They're probably the smartest political um operative team and I've spoken to people who have done political campaigns for mm-hmm. presidential elections and they all say that the team behind it is just astounding. Okay. Um and that being said, it's going to be really hard for him. Yeah. Um I I think that um you know, these folks have been all of them have been in New Hampshire and Iowa for months. Yeah. and um, and there's, yeah, as you said, Iowa is a very white white state. Like there's all there's lots of things that are playing a role in what's happening. And I mm-hmm. think that um, uh, I think that that it'll be it won't be until Super Tuesday that we actually really start to see who's gonna separate from the pack. Um, yeah. And I think look, I, I there are people who would I who would I love like if you put the question let me put the question a different way the different a different question is not who would beat Trump yeah but who would be the next best president
1: yeah who do you think that I, I mean-
0: personally I personally think it would I think look I think Bloomberg would be an incredible president because he would probably um have a huge impact on um, the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have, um, uh, he would probably, you know, there are certain things that he would fix that like Medicare and, and, and things related to healthcare and economic issues and so on that I think he would actually have an impact on. I think there was, there'd be a lot of stuff that would be bad. He's just another billionaire in office. Yeah. I think that Warren would probably be the most effective because yeah. she, I think she's incredibly smart. I think mm-hmm. she's, um, uh, she she would not be afraid to say like, okay, we're going to go after, you know, um, the electoral college or we're going right. to, you know, there are things that I think that she, um, I think that, that, that I've always said that Biden, he's been in, he's been doing this for 50 years and look, look at the mess it's that crazy. we're in. I don't want him. I like, I just, I do not want him in office. I It's like, go away. Like, go yeah. enjoy I think your, might. like, grandkids I think might go and away. things like that. Um <laughs> Um, but I also think that – I do think, like, the best person, you know, would probably be Warren. Um yeah. I like her. But – I like her. But um, but at the same time, I think that she's going to have a, m- a much harder time beating Trump because the yeah. centrist voters, they're not going for her um, because, you know, they're lunatics. But <laughs> we will see. We yes, will see. we'll check back in. Um, as long as it's not Don Jr., uh, oh, and God. as long as Mitch McConnell's out, I'll I'll be I'll be fine with that. It'll be a step in the right direction. It'll be a step in the right direction. Best Levin, thank you so much for taking the time today. This has uh, been a fascinating, fun me. as always. And um, uh, you know, wash your hands. Don't don't catch the coronavirus <laughs> and all that fun stuff. I'll try to avoid it. Uh, you say healthy. Thanks to my guest today, Bess Levin. If you enjoyed this conversation, and of course you did, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Inside the Hive with Nick Bilton. That's me. You can find these on ApplePodcastRadio.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you're there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And thanks, of course, to my sponsors this week, Netgear and Conde Nast. Please support them the same way you support this podcast. And I will see you all next week.